0: Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Blaze Experience once again. I am your host Derek, and you are joining us for episode 63 today. And today's episode is a Saturday episode, so of course we are talking about State of Decay 2 again. So I'm definitely excited to talk with you all again. Today will be a solo episode. I know lately I've had a lot of guests on, but today I'll be back to doing this one solo. So be a little bit of a change of pace there compared to uh, as of late. But today's episode, we are actually going to do the final Legacy Guide we haven't done yet for the game. We're going to talk about the Warlord Legacy Guide. Before we get into that, real quick, there's going to be no podcast next Wednesday, and that's because we're going to be preparing for Undead Trials 3. So I'm not going to be able to do episode next Wednesday. And the next podcast, that means that the next podcast will be a week from today. It'll be on Saturday once again, first day of the K2. So. so the next podcast will be on the 26th. The next stream, I'm hoping to do one tonight. Uh, I can't promise that, though, but hopefully I can do one tonight. And if not tonight, then the next stream would probably be during the Undead Trials uh, tournament. And Undead Trials 3 is going to happen from Thursday, January 24th to Monday the 29th. It's going to be three-player teams, so you can jump in as a team and play some daybreak. And it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be similar to Undead Trials 1, but there might be a couple of different twists in there. But it's going to be with three people this time instead of two or one. So that should be a lot of fun. If you want to register for that, you can register by using the link http colon slash slash bit.ly. That's bit.ly slash ut3regform. So that's bit.ly slash ut3regform. And that will get you to the registration. And you can register either as a solo player or as a team of three. Basically, if you uh, if you already have a team of three that you want to play with, then that's fine. You basically just pick one person to represent your team as the captain. And they will sign up your whole team and, their, uh, and your gamer tags. If you don't have a team you want to play with, that's fine too. You can sign up as a solo player and we will find a team for you to play with. So either way, just uh, sign up and I hope to see you there. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I also want to mention too that Sarkoth, who was on the podcast recently... He's actually giving away a copy of the Daybreak DLC. That way, people that don't have Daybreak, they can enter and play in this event. So in the description of this podcast, you will see a link for that. But his uh, registration for that ends today at 6 p.m. Central Time. So I believe that's 7 p.m. Eastern. So you have to enter by 7 p.m. Eastern today. And if you do that, then you can possibly win a copy of Daybreak and enter the tournament. But without further ado, we will get into the Warlord. So, the Warlord has nine legacy missions, and we're going to talk about all those. But first off, what's unique about the Warlord? Well, first of all, we have some large facilities that are unique to the Warlord. We have the Armory. This allows you to produce any ammo type, as well as explosives and professional quality muzzle attachments. And the Armory is a great facility. It's one of the best facilities in the game. In the State of Decay Awards, it got a lot of votes because people love the armory. I mean, making any kind of ammo you want in one spot, that's nice because you don't have to use the hassle of uh, switching mods all the time. So it's definitely a very convenient facility, and it's one of the better facilities in the game for sure. So that is a very big plus to the Warlord. In addition to this, you have a large facility called the Spartan Barracks. This provides eight beds with a morale penalty. So, essentially, it's just a better barracks, but it has a little bit of morale penalty, but honestly, um, if you're trying to fit a lot of people into one base, you know, kind of cram them together, this is a good facility. I would say that the uh, Red Talon Bunk Room, which is a small slot that has five beds in it, that's a little bit better value for your slots, because large slots are hard to come by, but if you have a free large slot that you don't need, you can use it for the beds, so. I would probably just recommend using outposts or maybe a red town barracks or something like that instead, though, because using a large slot for a Spartan barracks it's not the best use of large slots. And then small facilities. The unique facility that's uh, to the warlord is the fighting gym level two. So the normal fighting gym you can train in fighting, but fighting gym level two this allows you to train in fighting or cardio. So basically you can train your survivors and you can uh, get them a little bit higher in their stats faster. That we don't have to use every single one to level them up. You can basically level them up at your base. And when I say level up, I mean like basically the star system in the game. You can uh, get more stars for these categories. So that's basically what's unique to the Warlords. So essentially the armory is the one that's the main one, I think. The Spartan Barracks and the Fighting Gym, those are ones that I personally don't use anymore. The abandoned strip mall has a built-in fighting gym so in that case you know uh, it's not that bad but the only problem with that is you can't level that fighting gym to level two because it's already technically upgraded it's not upgradable anymore so basically you'd have to use the fighting gym level two in a base that doesn't already have that taken up but moving on to the warlord legacy missions our first mission for the warlord is weapons for all but obviously with any legacy in this game. Before you get there, you have to destroy all the play cards in your area. So, basically in whatever map you're in, you have to destroy all the play cards in that map, and then you can start on your legacy quest. So, the play cards can be like 9 play cards, it can be 10. I believe the max is 12. So, basically you have to take out all the play cards, and then you can move on to your legacy mission. And Weapons for All, this is the first mission. You basically gather info about weapon stock from the Wanderer, and he's going to give you a location of the old barn where you spot a huge cache of weapons so basically you'll be driving towards the location you're going to confront your neighbors about the weapon hoarding and then inside the barn you're going to talk to them and kind of confront them basically so essentially you're just completing an objective of going to this barn and confronting the neighbors and figuring out what's going on so this is a pretty easy mission it's just kind of a I'd say setup mission where you're just finding out, whoa, where? I heard there's a stockpile of weapons here. So let, let me go check this out. And basically you're going to talk to these people and find out about their stockpile of weapons and then you're taken off. So it's not that hard of a mission. It's just basically a mission that kind of sets up the storyline. So it's a good mission in terms of story. Um, It's not that great in terms of gameplay mechanics wise because basically you're just driving over to a barn talk to a couple people, and then get out of there. So it doesn't uh, add that much that way, but in the story sense, it does kind of add things to it. But next up, we have the second mission, which is called Turf War. And in this one, you have to speak to a wanderer about the bodies she discovered. And once you're done, you head to Spoon and Cone to investigate the bodies. And then you have to locate some survivors. You're basically going to follow a marker on your map that's going to have you confront a lady. But before you do this, you have to actually kill the zombies that are on the area. So you're just going to get the info that you need, and then try to have these humans join your community. So basically, these people that are there, you're going to try and have them join your community, and then you're going to have some new recruits. So you're going to actually have some extra people at your base, so you get some free recruits out of the mission. So if you're uh, down on recruits, or you want to have more recruits, then this is a good way to do it, because you get basically free ones. And essentially, that's it. So basically the gist of this mission is someone's telling you about bodies they discovered and then you have to go over to their spot and recruit all of them so again uh story wise it's a nice setup but gameplay wise it's not the best in the world but it does have some cool elements where you're actually recruiting some more people you're finding out more information about some dead bodies and you're like "Hmm, what's going on here so both of these first two missions are kind of set up like hey what's going on here you know First, these people have some stockpile weapons. Next, somebody's telling me about some dead bodies. This seems a little bit interesting, so it makes you want to actually explore the missions more, which is good. Mission number three in this quest line is called Notice of Eviction. And this objective begins after you kill a few zombies in the mark location. You're going to hear a radio transmission, and you're going to follow the marker on the northwest of the map. You're going to have to save some people from a zombie attack and then add them as your follower. And then next, you're gonna to go to another spot, which um, I believe was a field canker when I did it. And it's gonna be on the northeast side. You have to kill all the zombies and then talk to someone. And you're gonna have two choices. You can basically either take this person and turn them hostile, or you can turn all the locals hostile by picking the second option. But both cases, you're gonna to have to kill this person. And the second choice, you're gonna to have to kill the members of the locals as well. So basically, one choice, you have to kill one person, and the other choice you have to kill them all so essentially this mission is basically as if you're taking out a hit on someone you know you're going to this spot and you're taking hey and you're basically telling this person hey you know i heard you're not that great of a guy you know i'm here to kill you i'm here to take you out and then basically you can take out his friends if you want to but basically this entire mission is just you know i'm gonna kill a few zombies and then i'm gonna go take out this hit on somebody and it's kind of a fun mission actually uh, it's been a while since I did this one, but I do remember going back to it and it is actually a fun mission. So story wise again, really good story wise and gameplay or mechanics, I, I do like this mission for that because it does offer a experience where you can actually fight some hostiles and for some people in the game this might be their first experience fighting hostiles, so this would be a nice experience for them. So once that mission is over, you're gonna have a mission called Military Supremacy. And then basically when you finish the other mission, you're going to have to wait for a message from one of your community members. And they're going to tell you about securing an outpost. So you have to travel to the market location. You have to clear out the zombies. And then you can basically claim this outpost. So this is a really short mission. You're basically just going there, clearing out zombies, taking this outpost. And then this is your new outpost. And there is actually a person there. And you can recruit this person as well. So basically you get there. You clear out this outpost. And there's also a person there that you recruit. So, again, you get another recruit. And basically, you're just kind of expanding your reach and getting a new outpost. If you obviously have uh your outpost full at this time, you would have to destroy an outpost in order to have room to claim one. But it's a really easy mission. It's just kind of, you know, building up the hype more of this storyline. Because basically, all the missions in the storyline, they all build up to the ninth mission. The ninth mission is kind of the culminating mission where, like, everything goes down. So. Story-wise, you yeah, this whole series is pretty good story-wise. Um, and then gameplay-wise, the military supremacy. I think it's not as bad as uh, some people might think because, especially if you're newer to the game, you know, this is giving you an opportunity to recruit somebody and find out how to claim an outpost at the same time. So I think this isn't bad, that bad of a mission gameplay-wise. So I do like how Undead Labs um, designed this mission. And speaking of, you know, giving you fun things to do, the next one is actually called Destroy the Play Card. So, this one you're literally gonna take out a play card, which is awesome because this gives anyone newer that's experienced in the game a chance to fight in the play card. But you're gonna have to use your radio, so. You're gonna have to pay 300 influence, and then. Basically, you can find this play card. The interesting thing about this mission, too, is obviously before you start these legacy quests, you had to take out all the play cards, so. Basically, this is kind of a mission saying like, oh, I think you missed one. There's one, there's one extra play card that you didn't take out. So this is like an extra one you have to take out, which is kind of cool, actually. But you basically just go to the spot that's that. You know, you take out the play card and that's pretty much it. But once you're done killing the play card, you grab the samples. You don't need those samples. So this is a really simple mission in terms of, you know, what to do. You basically just use your radio, find this play card, go there and kill it. I mean. There's a million different ways to kill play cards, so you can use your own discretion on how you want to do that, but you can use, you know, powerful guns, you can use um, explosives, you can use just your melee weapon, you can even destroy it with just CQC only. I mean, I've done that in tournaments before, so it's up to you how you want to play it. So as you can see, you know, a lot of these missions are pretty short missions. They're, They're not too involved where you have to do a lot of stuff, but There are a lot of missions in this series. So basically, it kind of keeps the missions coming. You know, it's like bang, bang, bang. It's really fast. And it's kind of fun that way, actually. So your next mission is A New Beginning. And basically, it's a pretty short mission where you're just going to have to go interact with the community. And the first people you meet, you're going to have to talk to them. Let them know you killed the play card. And then after you do this, you're going to have to create a gym and upgrade it. And then kill a few zombies. And that's basically it. So this is just kind of like a smorgasbord sort of throwaway mission it seems like um honestly this is probably the if i was rating these missions it's probably my lowest rated mission out of the ones that are here it's not really much of a mission it's basically just going to talk to them you know i'll oh, here build this real quick i'll kill a couple zombies real quick and that's basically it so it's you technically do a couple of different things in the mission but it's a mission that doesn't really seem to have a lot of substance story-wise so It does feel like it uh, misses the mark a little bit on this mission. But then that's when we move to mission number seven, which is called the informant. And you're going to have to go talk to a visitor. And they're going to be somewhere outside the gate. And you're going to get intel that people are going to actually try to attack the community. So this is a very important mission story-wise. Because basically this wanderer that's like an informant for the... Essentially they're kind of like a mole giving up the enemy. You're going to recruit them. They're going to tell you about this planned attack on your community and you're gonna be like oh shoot you know uh, there's an attack on my community coming well uh, i gotta you know do something about this so you're gonna have to go to the old home site first you're gonna have to deal with a few zombies and and then locate the coalition conspirators and you're gonna have to enter the house and kill them all and basically once you're in the house your next mission will begin but essentially this mission is there's an informant. he's coming to your base he's letting you know you know hey these people are going to actually attack you. They're, they're not good people. And then you recruit this person to your team. And then you go to the people that he told you about. You're going to kill them all. And that's that. That's that mission. So it's actually a pretty fun mission because you get to kill a couple more hostiles. So it, ho- killing hostiles is definitely fun. So this is honestly an enjoyable mission. Uh, gameplay-wise, it performs pretty well. Story-wise, it performs pretty well because this mission kind of sets up the finale where You know, these people were conspiring against you, and you have to kind of defend yourself. But mission eight is called Personal Dead Zone. And basically, after you kill this hostile enclave that you just killed, this is going to be a scouting mission, essentially. And you're going to be going around to your neighbors and making sure they're not against you. So you're going to have to go to four different neighboring enclaves. And you're going to have to talk to them and see, okay, these people are against me or they're not against me. So. Essentially, there's not a whole lot in this mission. You're not, you know, going to attack all these four places. You're basically just going to scout them and find out who's actually against you and who's actually not against you or neutral or with you. So basically, you're just gathering intel in this mission. So this mission is, OK, I'm going to go here. I'm going to find out what's up here and, you know, see, are these people against me? Are they with me or what's going on here? And that's kind of what this mission's about. It's just scouting out to find out who's on your side and who's not on your side. But basically, once you scout these four places, then that's when you go to the final mission, which is a very fun mission, actually. And your final mission is smash the coalition. So basically, in this mission, you're going to go where the quest tells you. You're going to reach three coalition members, and you're going to have to take them out. So you're going to kill two of them, and then the third one is going to be used for discussion. So it's going to be basically like you're interrogating the third one. So the third one that's left alive, you're going to interrogate them and try to find out what their home base is. And they're going to give it up to you. They're going to let you know, okay, please don't kill me. You know, this is where our home base is. And then you go to the home base. And then you're going to have to fight four more people. And if you use long-range weapons, it's going to be easier to kill them. But you can kill them any way possible, really. But you're going to enter the Coalition base. And, you know, once these people are dead, the warlord missions over. So... Essentially, this last mission is very fun because you're basically killing six people, and you're also sort of extorting or interrogating the seventh person. So it's a lot of fun because there's a lot of action in this mission, and there's a lot of killing apostles. And honestly, that's kind of what this whole you know Warlord uh, Legacy guide is. Is basically most of these missions are about okay, who's bad? You know, they're bad. Okay, I'm gonna go kill them. And that's basically how the warlord can be summed up is you find out some people are bad, you go kill them. That's pretty much what this um mission quest line boils down to is finding a lot of hostiles and killing a lot of hostiles. Obviously there's some other things you know woven in there, but um story wise, you know, Smash the Coalition itself is a great mission. It's kind of the culmination of all of your missions before this. And gameplay wise it's a lot of fun too, because you have to take out uh, two different groups of people and two different areas, and one of them is like the coalition base, which is very fun. And the missions overall for the warlord, honestly, it's a very fun set of missions. Um, I definitely prefer the you know final mission of the trader legacy better, but I think overall this mission quest line has a better story to it than a lot of the other leaders do because this whole story, I mean, there's nine missions here, like with nine missions, you know, some of the other s- leaders had three missions or four missions the warlord has nine missions so i'm not really sure why that was unbalanced like that but it definitely gives the warlord a lot better storyline and i do appreciate that because every mission is kind of building up to the next one you know the only mission that doesn't really build on anything is um a new beginning a new beginning is kind of like this weird mission thrown in the middle i'm not really sure why that mission's there but basically besides the new beginning i, I think most of these missions are success. so That's, you know, eight out of nine I'm enjoying, and then one of them is like, eh, why is this here? But it's not like a new beginning. It's really a bad mission. It's just I don't really understand how it contributes to the story as much. But overall, you know, Warlord is a great legacy to do, and if you haven't done it, I would definitely recommend doing it because the gameplay is really good in most of the spots, and also the storyline is really good, too. So... I you know, I talked through that a lot faster than I actually thought I was gonna go. I thought there was gonna be a little bit longer episode, but um that's okay, you know, but I think it's because even though there's nine missions, these nine missions are all pretty short, except for the last one. The last one's a little bit longer, but these missions are pretty short, so I think that's why we went faster to talk through them. But overall the warlord, you know, it's definitely a great leader and it's one of my uh, favorite mission types. I and this legacy is, you know, one of my favorite legacies to do. I am partial to the trader as a leader type, but I think the warlord legacy quests are probably better than the traders overall because the trader only had one mission I loved, and honestly, I would probably say that of the legacy missions for all four leader types, the warlord is probably the most exciting legacy uh, missions, and that's kind of why I say it for last, and. I definitely enjoy these missions, and honestly, I haven't done these missions in a while, but I'm kind of, you know, jumping to get back in there. I mean, I kind of want to go, you know, right after this episode and do the Warlord Legacy Missions again, because these Legacy Missions are a lot of fun, and I definitely, um, talking about them more, it definitely reminds me how fun they are. And that's kind of why I like doing some of this, too, because talking about the other Legacy Missions that I talked about, it made me, you know, think of those missions, too, and how fun they were. So if you haven't done all the legacies, I would definitely recommend doing every legacy because all four legacies are worth doing and they're worth your time. So definitely go do them all because it's really going to be something that's a nice experience for you. But yeah, I mean, the Warlord, you know, is a great legacy and I definitely like the gameplay of it and I love the story as well. I mean, basically, it's just that one mission, a new beginning that I kind of would throw out. And I would just take that mission out of there, you know, make this eight mission quest line. But other than a new beginning, I I didn't really have much of a problem with any of these other missions. A new beginning, I just don't really see how it contributes to the story that much. I mean, basically, you just beat this play car. And then it seems like it's, oh, let me go tell these people I beat the play car. And, you know, we're just gonna hang out here for a little bit. We're gonna, you know, kill a couple zombies. It just seems like it didn't really have too much of a purpose to it. I mean, I think that Going to tell the people about the play card you destroyed, I think they could have been wrapped into a different mission. Like, for example, the informant, that's the one after this. The informant's the one where somebody comes and lets you know that you have, you know, intel about people that are going to attack you. Well, why couldn't the beginning of the informant be, hey, I'm going to tell these people about the play card I just destroyed, and then the actual informant part starts? So I think this could have been wrapped together in the informant mission. That's basically what I think, and. I think the rest of the mission could have been thrown out, but that's okay. I mean, it's only one mission out of nine that, you know, I didn't really enjoy, so that's not bad odds at all. I mean, I'll take that for sure. You know, Undead Labs did a great job with these missions, and honestly, all the leader types that they did were a great job with missions. I mean, the traitor, the sheriff, the warlord, those are all really great missions, and I really love those legacies. The builder, I mean, um kind of like... Jeffrey was saying on the State of Decay Awards show, it's basically, I think the builder didn't really work as well for the missions because it's really hard to create missions for a builder. And Jeffrey had made the comment that, so it it sounds like you're saying that, you know, the leader of a builder isn't a good leader. And I'm not exactly saying that, Jeffrey, you know, or anyone else listening. I mean, I think the builder is a great leader type and it's definitely worthy of being a leader type. But. I think the issue is that the builder is just hard to make missions for. I mean, you know, anyone out there listening, what are you going to do for a builder mission? Like a builder mission would probably involve a lot of building. And that's kind of what you get in the builder legacy guide. So I don't see too much else that Undead Labs could have done with that. But like, for example, in the Warlord legacy here, one of the missions is you have to claim an outpost. So I think something like claiming an outpost that's in this one, it could have been thrown into the builder legacy instead. but. It's neither here or there because, I mean, putting that one mission into the Builder Legacy, it wouldn't really change things from an overall perspective. So, I'm not really sure what the answer is to make the Builder missions more fun. But hopefully, you know, uh, if there's a State of Decay 3 at some point, hopefully they have some uh, unique missions for the Builder that make it feel a little bit more fun if the Builder is still there. I mean, who knows if there even is going to be a Builder. Maybe in State of Decay 3, you know, there's going to be no Builder at all. So, we'll see what happens, but. Because I honestly, I I don't think there's something that they can fix in State of Decay 2. I think it's just going to be, you know, it it is what it is for State of Decay 2. And I don't think it's something they actually are going to be able to fix within the lifetime of this game. But hopefully in a future game, they can kind of um, look at this feedback and maybe try to create something that's a little bit more dynamic for builder to do. Because it didn't really feel dynamic in those missions. But of course, I'm digressing here because it's supposed to be about the Warlord. I'm talking about the builder too much. So I, I apologize about that. Yeah, overall, Warlord, great legacy, and I definitely enjoyed it. So, I do apologize that this episode is a little bit short. I honestly thought I'd be a little bit longer. I mean, going through nine missions, I I thought I'd be a pretty long episode, but uh, I guess I just talked through them faster this time. I don't know. (laughs) Because maybe it's because I really enjoyed them all that I didn't really have a lot of negative comments about them. I don't think there could have been much more done to the Warlord legacy to improve it besides removing a new beginning. So take out a new beginning and I think that basically improves his legacy and that's all I can really comment on how to improve it because the rest of the missions work pretty well, honestly. You know, it's a lot of setup, but the setup really works because the setup really leads you to the end conclusion. But that's pretty much all we have for today's episode on the Warlord Legacy Guide. So uh, next week, we'll see what we have next week. I don't have my episode planned completely yet. I have some ideas, but we will definitely have an episode next week, so I will see you all next Saturday. And, you know, by then, Undead Trials 3 will have started, so I hope to see you all in Undead Trials 3 as well. If you want to register, the registration link will be in the show notes. So definitely register please. You know, it's gonna be a lot of fun and we want to try and get as many teams as possible. We have room for about I think we have room for about twenty teams total, so you know, we have lots of rooms, so if you want to get in there and play, then definitely let us know. It's going to be three-player teams. But once again, uh, next Wednesday, there's not going to be a podcast. I'm going to be too busy preparing for Undead Trials 3, so I'm not going to have time to do one in time. But uh, I'll try and get a Wednesday podcast again as soon as possible. It might not be for a little while, though, because by the time Undead Trials 3 ends, it's going to be kind of a short turnaround for me to get an episode as well. So it might not be till um. Couple weeks from now that I have a Wednesday episode. Basically, there should be a Wednesday episode on February 6th, but before February 6th, I'm not quite sure yet. So, hopefully, in the next two weeks, I can probably get one done, but we'll see. Next stream, I'm going to try and stream tonight when you're hearing this, so look out for that. And if I don't stream, then I will definitely be streaming during Undead Trials 3 because I'll be doing my competition, and also I'll be doing some referee games. So, it's going to be a lot of fun, and I hope to see everyone there. You know, even if you don't want to register to compete, then definitely show up, you know, watch and give these people support because there's a lot of great streamers out there. There's a lot of great players in the community, and it's going to be fun to cheer them all on. So definitely come out, you know, and cheer them all on. And I'd love to have everyone that wants to compete as well. And then also, I'll mention one more time, Sarkoth is, who was on the podcast recently, and is also a fabulous streamer. He is giving away a copy of a Daybreak DLC. So if you want a copy and you don't have one yet, then look in the show notes and there will be a link to that. You have to register by 7 p.m. Eastern Time tonight when you're hearing this. But if you register by then, on Saturday's stream that he's doing, he's going to give away a copy of it. So that's going to be a great thing. And, you know, Sarkoth, I definitely appreciate doing that for the community. It's a great thing you're doing for the community. So very much appreciated and thank you. And, you know, you can if you win this Daybreak DLC copy, you can definitely enter in the tournament. It'll give you a couple days of practice before the tournament starts, but uh, I hope to see you all there. But if you want to find the podcast, we're on several different platforms. We're on Google Podcasts, we're on iTunes, we're on Podbean, Blueberry, Radio Public, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, basically anywhere you can find us except for iHeartRadio. So that's the only spot still that I'm aware of that you're not be able to find us, but everywhere else you can find the podcast. And if you want to contact me, you can definitely do so. You can email me at blazeexperience at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter or Xbox at BlazeExperience. That's capital B L A I S E. Capital X P E R I E N C E for both Twitter and for Xbox. And then if you want to find me on YouTube, I have a YouTube as well. Uh, I don't do a whole lot with it. It's basically just, I post the episodes on there and that's it. Sometimes, occasionally, I'll post a stream on there that I've done, but it's mostly for just the um, podcast episodes. I also have a Facebook group that, again, it's mostly just post podcast episodes, but if you want to join that as well, then you can definitely do so and contact me there. And I also have a Discord too, so the Discord is probably the fastest way to get a hold of me. So if you want to join my Discord, the link will be in the show notes. and. That's probably the fastest way to get a hold of me because I check Discord every day. The other things I don't check uh, as often. Like, for example, YouTube, I probably check my YouTube comments, you know, once or twice a week. But um, Discord, I check every day. So Discord is the best way to get a hold of Discord or Twitter. Twitter, I check all the time, too. So those are probably the top two ways. But I really appreciate everyone listening. And I'm really happy for 2019 so far. 2019 is going to be a great year. I can feel it. So... Thank you everyone for supporting the podcast. It really means a lot and I'm so excited to keep this journey going with you guys and you know in a couple months we're going to be coming up on a year of the podcast. So we've basically been at this for 10 months now and you know we have a couple more months and then we're at it for a year. So I'm looking forward to that and I'm going to try and get something planned for um when we have our 1 year anniversary. So I don't exactly know what yet but I have a couple ideas so um we'll see what we can do. But thank you everyone for listening. I really appreciate it and I will see you all in a week. So, definitely sign up for Undead Trials 3. And, you know, beyond that, I will see you all on Saturday. So, thank you once again for listening to the Blaze Experience.